Hey there, America. Leslie Marshall here. Welcome or welcome back. Only true democracy in talk radio of four and by you, the people. Live in the radio nationwide, streaming live throughout the world on the World Wide Web. Check it out. LeslieMarshallShow.com forward slash stream. Uh, more than a pleasure to have you with us, America, and uh, throughout the world listening, and uh, Happy New Year. Uh, we welcome tonight President of Internews, a major U.S. nonprofit that works on media development in the developing world. In their 30-year history, they've worked in over 70 countries, and they currently maintain offices in 28 of those 70. We're going to talk with the uh, President tonight, and more than a, pres- uh, a pleasure to have them with us, uh, Jean Cargo. Uh, Jean uh uh, Jean Bargo. You know what? They said to say Bargo like cargo, and I said cargo instead of Bargo. Jean Bargo, good evening. Virgo like Virgo, but good, <laughs> good evening, Jean. I got Jean right, though, right? Uh, okay, you can call me Plesley or something. Um, Jean, good evening. Uh, more, more than a pleasure uh, to have you with us, and thank you for taking the time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let's talk about uh, Internews, uh, first of all, how this organization came about because you guys do a lot of great things so first of all let's talk about what you do I you know mentioned very briefly that you work on media development in the developing world so that people listen you know that sounds nice what does that mean so people understand because you guys do a great job and I want people to know what that's about yeah the the, the, the mission is really based on the belief that when people have access to quality local information, they can make better decisions for themselves, for their families, for their communities, for their nations. But how do you get that quality information? And that's what we're, we're there to help with, and that we believe comes most um, effectively through a viable local independent media, a media like this radio talk show that we're on right now. This is the type of media that people need to sort of think through issues and, and make decisions, again, for their families and their communities. The way we do it is we engage in countries um, in partnership with local partners, with local media producers, media outlets, bloggers, citizen journalists, um, the full array of people who are producing news and information in the world today. We do journalism training. We provide some infrastructure support, you know, modest equipment um, support support to, to um, our partners there. We sometimes help advocacy organizations, help advocate for better media and information policies in the countries. It really depends on the country in which we're working and sort of where the barriers are to the free flow of information. But again, basic journalism training on skills and professional development, some modest infrastructure support and, and advocacy for more freedom of expression and, and more ability to actually get your messages out and get your voices heard. You know, your organization spends uh, approximately $60 million a year to train and support local indigenous media in the developing world. One of the things that I love about that, and even though I would love to be seen and heard all over the world, I certainly don't know. Let's use uh, two countries as examples in uh, the press release that I got about you. I have traveled to places and lived in places that definitely are not on the tourism circuit like Pakistan. I know that you have been to Afghanistan, uh, Haiti, Haiti at one time was, but certainly, you know, much like Pakistan, not places where people are saying, hey, get me tickets there fast. One of the things that I found in living in Pakistan and and visiting other countries such as India, although India is much different, you know, uh, than Pakistan. And Pakistan, I think more is more in common with Afghanistan is that, you know, we forget how many people on the outside, no offense, whether it be BBC, CNN, or Fox News, that, and I am a Fox News contributor, yes, a liberal Democrat on Fox, and a brunette, (laughs) I know, but 
Um, I, but I have to say that we don't understand the culture and, you know, the, the, the people in the day-to-day. So that's why I think it's essential that, that you guys are working with local people and training local people because that's how it should be. There should be local representation on the airwaves, uh, radio and TV for those countries. Absolutely, and if you think about it, when you know when Hurricane Sandy hit here in in, in in the East Coast, I mean, you don't turn to the national news; you turn to your local news. Is your bridge out? Are your schools closed? What's going on? It's the same thing anywhere in the world. It's a common need and a common desire to have information to make decisions that affect your first, your daily life, your your intimate life with your family. And so, it's absolutely critical that you have that local news and information. And certainly, the BBC and 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 the the big broadcasters are important to bring international news in that sort of international perspective but but you can't miss this the local news and information as well and that's where our target is is going very very local trying to hit the most information poor as we call it, the most information vulnerable parts of the countries in which we work including places like Pakistan and Afghanistan which as you know not very long ago we you know barely had media in Afghanistan Ab- absolutely so, well hold that thought Jean we're going to talk more with you president of internews if you want to join us Keep in mind, folks, guests aren't just here for me. It's your show of four by you, the people. We're going to talk with you and our guests after this. If you want to join us, please do. 888-6-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. We'll be back. Get her where you want, when you want. The Leslie Marshall Podcast. Go to lesliemarshallshow.com forward slash members. Hey there, America. Leslie Marshall here. Welcome or welcome back to the only true democracy in talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. Jean Burgo joins us, president of Internews, and uh, we're talking with her about this great organization, a major U.S. nonprofit that works on media development in the developing world. Jean, thank you for holding and welcome back. Uh, Jean, you were saying before um, the break, we, and we were talking about how essential it is to have local you know, people. Like, I mean, you can't have somebody, like you said, who's not you know, familiar with you know, the Jersey Shore, and, you know, it, you know, it doesn't work when you have, like, a, a Piers Morgan accent, no offense, you know, standing there reporting <laughs> on the Jersey Shore, and I know I'm going to get a lot of grief for that, but, I mean, there, there's some, I, I think there is in a, well, I mean, for example, me, my, my show will be a perfect example of that, okay? I am carried throughout this country, but we definitely, um, I, I, I think, have, well, we certainly have the trust of people who are like-minded, but at the same time, there are many cities that I've lived in, and they knew me locally or know that I've lived there or I'm from there, etc. And therefore, they feel not only can they relate to me more, but they can trust more the information that Absolutely. I'm giving out. Yep. That, that, yep. And, that, and that's invaluable uh, to a media outlet, and I, I think it's incredible. And it's also essential that you show that you are creating opportunity and in creating that opportunity, it is, it, it, it's just a win-win-win because, you, you know what I mean? If the, I, yep, I, totally, I, mean, I think totally about, agree with you on all of these points, and it really is about that empowerment of individuals, but also holding governments accountable, giving people voice to sort of, you know, have them have some place where they can express their opinions about what's going on in their governments. In Afghanistan, for example, uh, recent polling showed that 
citizens of Afghanistan, 77% of citizens of Afghanistan believe that local media is the most important tool to hold their government accountable. And in a place like Afghanistan, you need those tools. And so we, you know, we, we're really proud of, of the work that's been done there. Also, you, you, you don't just have like journalistic skills, but business skills, like management Absolutely, skills. Yep. And, and yep. these people can take these um, skills and use them elsewhere. One of the things, I remember there was an interview years ago, he's no longer, but at the time he was the richest man in India, and he happened to be a Muslim. And he said, you want to you know, fight the war on terror, win the war on terror, wipe out terrorism? He said, create jobs. And, and it, there's something to be said about that. Because, and you, you know, need information. To, I mean, not absolutely. only in the media industry, which of course you do, and then you know, media outlets are commercially viable, wonderful places to work, and wonderful places you know that you're you're feeding so much of, of a community. And you also need the information that they create to have a vibrant market economy. People need information to trade. People need information again to make market decisions. And so the media both produces jobs in the industry as well as contributes to a healthy economy. Economy, and that's that's why we do it. Also, seventy-three languages essential that people can speak to each other, you know, in their in their native tongue. And and I think you know, actually, you know, in in media, we definitely fall, fall short of that. I mean, one of the reasons we have to hire interpreters every time, you know, we have journalists everywhere is because we don't have those go-to journalists, which any network could have from these people that you're training. Uh, yep, yep, and we do often link up, and we try to when when CNN descends on Tajikistan post nine eleven. You know, our media partners are people that we can sort of introduce to other media outlets and say, "Hey, here's here's a journalist, a local journalist who can really help you tell the story better and more effectively." And tapping into that local expertise, that local knowledge, and and uh, that local these local connections really makes it makes a difference. And it's it's not just having the local flavor, but it's also you know what is important. America may look at certain things like the breakup of the former Yugoslavia, whereas the lines that are are drawn, the ethnic lines, the national lines, they're, they're still highly politicized in the Balkans. We're not aware of that. We don't know what stories such as that mean so much to that population. And and when you deal with such a minority voice, whether it's in the Balkans and Pakistan, Afghanistan, et cetera, they're not going to get front page news and that coverage. And quite frankly, it's a win win with, with what you guys are doing. You can then have the stories that really matter to that community, you know, addressed or, you know, be the headline of the news. And then again, we, you know, here, whether it's the BBC in London, you know, CNN, et cetera, here in the United States, we then know what's essential you know not we're judging what we think is most essential but what's most essential to them in that community through those outlets and those people working there right in places like afghanistan and the balkans one of the things that i love about media as well is that you know it plays a role in informing citizens but it also plays a role in knitting together war-torn countries and in afghanistan we're working with a network of 48 radio stations across the country community-owned community-managed community-run radio stations but we help those stations share their stories across, uh, you know, between communities. 
And so suddenly a place where people live in such isolation, such as Afghanistan, they're hearing news from their neighbors, and it makes it feel, you can feel the building of a nation when, when you can understand what your neighbors are doing. Similarly in the Balkans, I mean, radio, certain media, if it's really quality media and really professional journalism, will transcend the ethnic divides and be able to report on what's happening in the country, not just from one ethnic voice or another ethnic voice. And it's really important to us the role that media can play in mitigating conflict and mitigating tension, and that, that's a real focus to a lot of our programs around the world, depending on, on the situation. And also depending on the stories. I mean, stories of a of, of vital issue to an area I, I want to use as an example, and you guys have pointed this out, but this is something that definitely made the world look at a country with regard to something that more and more countries are going through, and, and that is the gay population in different countries. And I'm mm-hmm. speaking specifically as an example, Kenya, right. and how the media certainly, I do believe, made a difference for the gay community uh, in Kenya. This is just an, one example of how this is essential and how this is working. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, communities that are underrepresented. If, if the media starts covering stories in a normal, natural way and, and you know, not using bias, it really changes the, the national conversation. It really changes the way people consider the issues. And the media in Kenya has been really heroic that way, and, and we've certainly encouraged them and helped them to do that. But there's some extraordinary advances compared to some of their neighbors, and you can really see the difference. I had mentioned terrorism before with regard to whether it's war, terrorism, et cetera. This also offers outlets, quite frankly, in the United States and UK, et cetera, to save tons of money utilizing people who are there, who do speak the language, who do fully understand whatever conflict it may be. It helps make the world smaller. And I've always said it's much harder to attack, bomb, et cetera, your friend. And through these jobs, through the media, through Americans and others in the world seeing our our similarities. I mean, there are other countries and even our own country that have debates about same-sex marriage, right? Where you right. see that, hey, we're not so different after all, much more difficult to be at war with those people or those countries. And we're increasingly, we um, uh, constantly encourage our partners in these countries to go online, to make sure their content is online, to make sure that it's available not just to the local communities, but to their to the countries in which they work, and then the world as well. It is in local languages. It's written in local languages and produced in local languages, and the stories are, are hyper-local. And so sometimes you have to be a very yeah, inquisitive person to, to really be interested in what's happening in a, a remote town in Tajikistan, but it's out there, and you can find it, and, and it's an increasingly good quality. Quality, and that's, that's, I think, a real contribution to exactly what you're talking about. I also like the fact that even though I'm a liberal Democrat, I like the fact that you guys are nonpartisan because we should not be pushing our opinions or politics on others. One of the things that you know makes this, this country great is our First Amendment, and other countries, no other country, has that First Amendment freedom of speech. And even if they don't have that, we want them to know that there's not an ulterior motive um, in, in you know politically you know for this which I right. think you guys are outstanding uh, at exemplifying. 
Well, the nice thing about media, I mean, first of all, there is, you know, Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that does declare that, that freedom of expression is a fundamental human right. So you have an international guidepost that sort of helps you know, define this, this sector. And then media itself, and the, there are international standards of journalism. It's not just American standards or British standards. It is, there are international standards that people, you know, across the world sort of uphold. And so we really view ourselves as just encouraging what is accepted, you know, at, at the international level for standards of journalism. And then, as you said earlier, it's an industry. And so it's not, you know, this is, this is doing good, but also people will do well by that. And so it sort of really minimizes the politics behind it. But, of course, the importance of media as the fourth estate, you know, it, it plays the same role in our country as it does in other countries. It has this unique place of being a really vibrant, important industry, but also really important pillar of society, and so it has that dual role, and, um, and that's, you know, again, why we do it. Women's rights, huge in areas like Afghanistan and Kenya, how stories in the media can change things or bring attention, again, to a vital uh, piece of information, a vital piece of news, um, uh, female uh, circumcision in um, Kenya, um, and of you know, as one example, there are other countries in the world and throughout the continent of Africa that practice that. And then, of course, uh, you know the burqa and the oppression right, right. of women under the Taliban rule. Just two examples of vital news source stories that, told through a local person's eyes, can bring help to the victims in those countries who otherwise may not have had that opportunity. Well, and as two women talking on radio right now. <laughs> The power of radio for a country where women have to be, have their heads covered. I mean, the power of women in uh, Muslim tr- traditional societies that have to have their their faces covered, their heads covered, that cannot be shown on 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 uh, television. It's such a powerful media for those countries for women to actually have their voices heard, for women to organize and you know run radio stations to to be journalists and have their voices heard, which is not um, forbidden. And so we find that radio in particular is powerful in the most conservative societies for women and and very empowering of women. And we do find around the world as well that when women are involved in media, it is better media. It is better journalism. And so we we encourage that on every program that we work work on around the world. It also, I think, prevents in the future governments from – prohibiting access to their population and the world's population from what is going on and from the truth from the you know somebody said to me once and I'm half Jewish somebody said to me once I don't think the Holocaust could have happened if we had Twitter and Facebook because the world is watching now I'm not so sure because we definitely know Darfur etc as examples uh, and there are still you know atrocities uh, genocidal atrocities happening throughout the world but I do think it's harder when the world is watching, and that certainly enables this, and not just with regard to these human rights stories that we talk about, but with regard to law, regard to policy, and there are international laws and policies uh, that various countries um, claim that they will uh, heed and abide by. Um, you know, we were just talking about, like you said, freedom of expression in the First Amendment, but, you know, it can go deeper than that if you're talking about human rights violations or if you're, you're, you're talking about the Geneva Conventions with regard to what is done or not right. to be done with prisoners right. of war, et cetera. Well, we saw the, certainly saw the power of media in the Arab Spring and, 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 you know, for the places where things are going well and the 
places where things have gone poorly, but the power of media. What I really loved about some of the stories from the Arab Spring was that you saw that blending of the power of social media, um, Facebook and Twitter, to sort of organize people in the streets, then amplify their story through the power of traditional media, through the satellite television stations, sort of picking up those feeds, picking up the visuals. And so I think some of the, the media impact in the Arab Spring really captured where we are today in sort of a modern technology, a modern uh, media uh, uh, ecosystem sort of how that, how that power works, where you blend both those, those social media with traditional media, and, and it changes the world. Well, not only that, again, more skills, right? If somebody's mm-hmm. used to getting a story with, you know, a pencil and a, you know, a pad or, you know, the back of their hand and a pen, um, this, this is going to um, not only change them, it changes the future of that population, changes the future of that country, and it changes the future of whether we're a world of... Uh, peaceful neighbors or not. And and, right. and, and and that is essential. I don't think people, you know, understand sometimes how much this weighs in. Um, it, it For you must be very rewarding in your position uh, there as, as president because you're doing something that sounds not only enjoyable, but you're truly doing something and part of something that's making a difference worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. And the people that work for Internews and our partners around the world, certainly we, we're a very mission-focused organization. And I, I'm going to put my plug in for my website for anyone that's interested, uh, www.internews.org to learn more about it, because we'd love for more people to join us in this work. Um, there's lots lots of ways to, to contribute and, and be part of it. But we it really Well, that, that's awesome. what I wanted to ask you, reading my mind. That's what I wanted to ask you, because, you know, we're coming to the end of the hour. And, and I want to get that in. How can people help and how can people make a difference with this regard? Yep. If, I mean, if you're a journalist, certainly, and interested in a lot of adventure, <laughs> we have some really amazing adventures um, in all sorts of countries. That's a, that's a very, very narrow group of people. If people, we really think that people need to really believe in engaging internationally, and that's sort of that big sort of, if you think about foreign aid and international development, that to understand that this is really transformative work and to there's a lot of sort of uh rhetoric against you know this type of international engagement so everyone in the in the country can sort of sort of register and say you know what i do believe that we as americans can make a difference in the world and i think that's the first step that that everybody you know everybody every listener could could take at this point is to say you know what it's important to engage you know what this type of work is important and and i'll i'll talk about it that way um there are other sort of really specific issues when it comes to freedom of expression, and there are different times when uh, on May 3rd is World Press Freedom Day, and sort of just sort of think about celebrating the importance of an independent press to us around the world, you know, to us in this country and then to others around the world. And certainly to sort of, if, if, if you wanted to contribute to organizations like ours, and we'll do our best to make sure that we do really good work with it. Okay, we appreciate it. Gene, thank you for being with us. Gene Burgo, president of Internews. And by the way, check them out once again. Uh, you heard it from her. I'm telling you, their website is internews.org. And uh, that's I-N-T-E-R-N-E-W-S. And you can also follow them on Twitter, at Internews. We'll be posting, obviously, links on our um, social media sites 